millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, live from LAL 21, this is a milestone. It's episode 100. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. I don't have the... Uh, I don't have the buttons memorized for the more claps, so thank you for the live audience claps there. But um, this this is a very uh, monumental and special occasion here. I mean, I, I started here, like, literally last year in Paul's room, <laughs> borrowed his podcast board, and had uh, f- the three of you, and now we have Paul on here, too. He was in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, 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 let's, let's, let's go around the room and introduce. We got Paul Jameson. <laughs> Joseph DePace, John Pajak, John Hubasek. There we go. So everyone's back for the first episode where we talked about snow. Paul was kind of in the episode, but in the background, you know, with the uh, broadcasting uh, <laughs> mics that cancel out, you know, air quotes <laughs> cancel out. The, uh... <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really cancel out. I mean, I... <laughs> The excellent broadcast. Yeah. Oh man, the whole time I like I kept <laughs> I kept looking at Hub, but he was like where Joe is and he was like he was like looking behind me and I could like hear it and feel it behind me and he's just like giving giving them the stink eye and I'm like, What in the heck? And I keep looking back and Paul's just like, I don't know, man. All huddled up in his bed. Paul just wanted to go to sleep. Paul was like, yeah. I am done for the day. Let's get out of my room, finish this podcast now. Yeah, to, so to set that up because I don't think we've ever even really hashed that out but like so that was my first recording using paul's roadcaster pro he was gracious enough to let me borrow it just stuck my sd card in there and use that because i didn't have anything yet and i was like you know what i just want to hit the ground running get get a couple episodes uh, and then the next morning Corey ballard was gracious enough to come in early in the morning and and meet us here in the room and, and record an episode as well but during that first episode it became like a party in this room <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what the heck happened but we were just trying to have a civilized podcast here, you know, like my like first that. 14 people in here, people all just, in the background. People just kept filing in, just more knocks on the door. I'm like, you know, like the almonds, the Fullertons, and they're all just hanging out with Paul and in the, and the, and the bed over bed. here. Yeah, the five bed. people are on my bed. I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Right. I was like, what the heck? So there, there's two separate things going on in the room, and then the room wasn't all that big. I feel like this room's a little bit Yeah, I only have longer. one bed. You got two beds. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it was a little bit more cramped. So that excellence in broadcasting was compromised on many uh, times there. But I think your excellence in broadcast has been interrupted because you didn't hit the record button. Oh, don't start. Don't start. <laughs> I see the timestamp. You gave me a mild 
heart palpitation. Yeah. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I press record. The red light's on. I can see the numbers oh, okay. going. Okay. Paul's looked probably 100 times by now. So I'm sure he would have been like, uh, it's not recording. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. But good good one, Paige. We, we, we had good one. Jo- I had one job and I, I yeah. failed Paul. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's been a year, huh? That Was that after that, too? After I started my podcast, did that happen or no? The, when we no, it was a little bit before, right? Yeah, it was about October. October. Yeah. Okay. Of, so uh, it was right 2020, because right. I didn't have GIE. We went there, and I, I was like, listen, John, I'm going to get you your own hotel room so you don't snore and keep me up all night, put you up down the hall. I was like, we have to have a meeting. As I bring him in. I was like, see this red button? All you got, you got one job. You got one the, job. You hit record. In, in my defense, you were like, are you ready? And I'm thinking like... Yeah, I'm ready to go. And you just instantly went into it. And I'm like, oh, I guess he pushed the button. I'm going, I got the camera. Let's go. And then we get. I almost had a heart attack. Yeah. We get done interviewing at Toro. The whole plant shut down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They opened it up just for us. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> everyone's working from home. Record. We do an interview and, and I look down, there's triple zeros. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm, maybe something. <laughs> maybe I'm missing something. That must have been a heart sinking moment, huh? We had some really good stuff too. That first episode was pretty good. It, yeah. it was really good, and like oh, we're like, well, yeah. we got the audio on the camera, but it's not quite crisp. So we can do it again. Yeah, yeah. That's everybody oh. was kind of like lower energy that time around, but hey, you but know. they were all good sports about it, which is good. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> excellent <laughs> broadcasting. Yeah, it, it made for good stories for sure. But um, so. Bringing this back to some sort of something, I'm going to, like I said in the beginning, before I press record, I'm a Paul Jameson it here without actually like, I mean, just, just going with the flow, just having a good time, you know, just winging and not having it all planned out like I typically do. But the first episode, I tried to t- focus on snow, snow removal and all that um, with, with the three of you guys, because you kind of specialize in that based on the area. You're very close, right? You know, mm-hmm. Chicago, you know, Illinois, Indiana, like that whole general area. Uh, Michigan. We, Michigan, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we had we had a whole good um yeah, Michigan right here. We had a whole good podcast about that, a lot of great information. So you guys can definitely go back in the archives to episode one if you want to hear what we're talking about. It was a really good episode and still I think is my most listened to episode out oh, of wow. all the episodes. People just keep going back and ran like I guess they stumble upon the podcast and they just go back to, to number one and just start working their way through. Because if you have it set up, it'll just auto play like mm-hmm. over and over and over, like to the next one, to the next one, to the next mm-hmm. one. So people will just it's easy to, to consume all of the podcasts podcast and get caught up. So thank you to everyone that's been doing that, that's listening and and doing that. But if you haven't done that yet, go back to that first episode. So the funny thing is, I feel like we're going to get more snow this year. Uh, Like there's actually snow in the forecast right now in Michigan versus last year. That wasn't even a thing. I feel like it was warmer last year than the traditional Michigan. We were like outside and having a good time. Yeah. 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 So now it's like, 40s and supposedly snowing. It was mm-hmm. raining earlier today and all kinds of Michigan, typical Michigan stuff. Paul shaking his head Paul's over here. I mean, you come from 75 and sunny. Yeah. He was by the pool when he called me and he was like, man, I gotta, I gotta wear a jacket. I'm not used to this. I had to go to the store and buy a jacket. I didn't have a jacket. Store in Atlanta, right? You should have waited until you got here and bought a real jacket instead yeah. of like an Atlanta jacket. Yeah, it's an HMM. It's like a 
It's not a coat. It's a jacket. Yeah, they don't have ja- much selection. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you should have waited till you got here, but I guess it would have been cold. We could have, in the airport, could have got like some like Detroit Lions or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some nice little quilted. But it's 70 and sunny when I get back on Wednesday, so oh, I'm going to yeah. be back H&M. at the pool. You return that H&M. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't take the sticker. I, I, uh, I'm stuck okay. with it. Yeah. That would have been funny if you were walking around this whole event with the jacket. <laughs> <and> <laughs> the sticker hanging off. People are like, Paul, you're going to return that when you get back? <laughs> Just borrowing it. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, man. It's a rental. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, but so we are at LAL 21, and things are different this year than last year, right? Last year, there was no GIE, and Brian did whatever he could to let make this still happen and have it broken up into separate rooms. So, a whole different dynamic now, back to the original format of having one room. But I guess Payjack or you guys would all know. I guess it's a, it was a di- it was a different room, I guess, than than the room that they did this year. Or was it? Did it they was, open no, it up that, more? It was the year? same room. It was just separate, smaller. I thought yeah, we were, it was opened not, up. Not, not, yeah. yeah, not last year. I mean, the very the first year. Yeah, it was different from the very first year. Yeah, it was still room. one room, but it was a different room. You know right? the room that I think we so, yeah. we just walked past where that other party with yeah. that by the yeah i thought it entrance. was downstairs it was there yeah it was so it was a different size so room. they moved up to the main ball or a bigger ballroom exactly. opened that whole thing up for this year which is where we were last year but broken up into different things uh so now it's one big room so a different feel because we're all together less mm-hmm. coordinating things um but i i thought it went well but people are kind of riding off the coattails of the gie also because mm-hmm. we had that this year so what what was your perspective guys because you have been to all three events right all three yeah. years I haven't. You haven't. You last year was your last first year. Last year was my first. Okay. Game. All right. Gotcha. Well, to pace were you all three years? Yeah, I've what, been all three years. Um, what What's been some takeaways and the evolution that you've seen of Brian's awesome event? Yes. Yeah, so, so, like, I feel like this year was a little different um, than previous years. Not, not by like too much. Where it's a different kind of experience, but um, most of like the speakers instead of you know, like concrete, uh, you know, actions you can take, right. you know, um, they shared a lot more experiences I feel like this year of, and then the actual personal like mountains that they had to climb. That's, that kind of was like a theme that I saw was reoccurring this year. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that perspective and people opening up a bit instead of just, you know, like a PowerPoint of like, do this, do this, do this, do mm-hmm. this. Cause it's, there was, did Brian say it was like 80% was first time, Mm-hmm. Yeah, First I don't know time. what the percentage, but I saw all the hands raised. There was a lot. It reminded me of GIE, yeah. the live panel. You know, it's like everyone's raising their hands. Like, man, it's a lot of new people. Yeah, so with them sharing those experiences, it's like, you know, for those people, their first time there, you know, I'm sure a lot of them, you know, could be first couple years in business. It's like, you know, they can relate to them right away instead of, you know, and it, it's more, you're more down to earth. You're more, in, you know, connected with them. You know, you can be like, they're, they're like me, you know, they're just, you know, on their journey, you know, it's a little bit more along their path. But so, yeah, that's kind of what I, I got more out of it was the more sharing of the experiences and making um, it more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that it seemed like there were a lot of common themes and I was thinking to myself at one point, did Brian like express like a certain topic or theme that he wanted everyone right. to talk about? Because they were all kind of hitting on the same same kind of notes. So. I thought that was pretty amazing how everybody, even though they didn't coordinate at right. all, <laughs> there were so many common themes. And I think it related to everybody this year because of the past two years or 18 months or whatever it's right. been that um, all businesses have been struggling in some way. Right. Whether it's, you know 
business itself or keeping uh, employees and things like that. And almost every single one of the speakers hit on that. And you see, you see guys that are, you, you also see like guys that you look at and are like, Oh my God, they're like these behemoths. They're making millions of dollar company, you know, but everybody doesn't start there. You know, they all had uh, stories of, we didn't just start at the top. We had to work and climb and struggle our way up, you know, to come back to where Joe was speaking. It's, you know, it's, it's a very, it's inspirational because you're hearing, they're not just sharing all the, the shiny stuff. Yep. They're, they're giving you the dirt too. Yeah. So Hub, I know you're only here for two, the past two, but what are, what are your takeaways? From I mean, this year, this year to last year, I mean, it's more personal, more touches home on certain things, you know, especially coming from a, you know, I have a family at home. So, you know, a lot of the speakers touched home on a lot of things about family, um, especially Trish, uh, Brian mm-hmm. and Liz's realtor touched on a lot of key um, things that I took away as far as, you know, not only setting goals for your business, personal, but also for your kids and your family. So for me, I mean, I know I want to take that home and kind of implement that into um, my life and my business to not only help see my employees succeed, but me as a person and my family. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it was a great key takeaway from everyone that touched on a lot of personal experiences this year. So, yeah, I saw you taking notes too. So that was, that's good stuff. I mean, I don't know if you took notes last year or not. I was, I I was doing, you know, Mm -hmm. awesome. So Uh I I, I saw this year because I was in the room a bunch of times uh, this year, last year I was doing a lot of podcasting with Paul. So I didn't, didn't catch the note taking plus who knows what room you were even in and all that craziness. So it's a lot easier to peek in and get, 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 you know, the full scale. You know, something, that you brought up, John, with Trish's uh, presentation, you know how we always talk about, you know, the work-life balance and family mm-hmm. balance? Yep. Guys always say those words, but I think her presentation really drove that home. And it was like, you know, if you're going to listen to to that work-life balance, family That's balance it. thing, she nailed it. So whatever the replay is on that... That's worth the admission alone yeah. just for that section. She crushed it. Yeah. And then everybody else, I mean, did an amazing job as well. But, right. you know, just to, to point that out, to accentuate on that, because that's, I didn't think about that until you mentioned I it. mean, I think also paver, paver <coughs> key. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Touched paver on a lot key. of, not only um, key things in business, but what to do and how to do it. I mean, you know, you start a business and you think you know everything, but reality is is yours always constantly going to make mistakes and you're going to learn from them you know not everyone to me is good business so you know you get to pick and choose along the way who you want to conduct business with and yeah if they don't like the price or they don't want your work well go to the next person so i mean he made that really clear and kind of opened my eyes to well we all go through that so that was another key takeaway from uh one of the speakers yeah, and pay repeat reminds me of some conversations, Paul, that we've had before with like the when we were at the JE met a bunch of CEOs and top executives and how humble they are and very just nice serving type people, you know, personalities for lack of a better 
a description and that's that i got that from paver pete too like he was wow. out there like moving tables around and yeah for you he guys brought us a table. Yeah, he right. brought you a table and brought chairs sure and caleb and i are like oh uh, what's happening you know we're trying to help out and he's getting tablecloths and i'm like i didn't even know he, he was paver pete i never met him before i just wow. heard his name and i'm like yeah. who is this guy yeah, he's just Brit- randomly some dude helping out you yeah. know and it's britney pete britney came over and there's paver pete and i'm like okay hey what's up thank you <laughs> thank you so much yeah right because like, we were just sitting in the middle middle of nowhere with three chairs we're like hey this is cool too we sit here but then they brought us a whole our own table i'm like yeah. this is wonderful yeah yeah so um i was asking brian that at one point brian came over and sat next to me we were chatting um during during everything and um i was like so did you really overbook like did you really oversell because he posted something earlier today like hashtag oversold or something like that or whatever mm-hmm. and he was like and he's like, um, no, no. And I was like, or did you just not have enough seats? And he's like, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so then he starts doing all the math in his head and trying to figure out. And he's like, you know what it really is? It's like, look, there's one seat here, two seats there. Yeah. Every table had like seven seats. And if you're like an oddball, like group of people, you know what I mean? There's no assigned seats. You don't know exactly. You're not going to fit everyone. Like, you know, when you do that, like at weddings and things like that, it's, it's literally like, that's why one of the reasons why they do that. They want to mm-hmm. put parties together, right. but they also want all the chairs to be filled properly and don't right. let it be a hodgepodge of people. And you have all these wasted chairs. And someone's like, I don't want to be broken up from the rest of my family. Two people here and one person in another chair, another table. So that was that that was the main issue. It was like at the Influencer Live at at GIE this past year. You know, we had we I mean, it was over 400, right? Um, Or 350 or 400. I can't remember. It was like 350. Yeah. 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 They were guessing it would be 400 and it got to like 350. Exactly. We had everybody just kind of like intermittently spaced in between and then you had a bunch of people standing in the back and it's like actually come on ladies yeah, let's go over in. here and sit down over here because there's like 20 seats over yeah. on this side have to you do the whole everyone stand up and move like when you yeah. go to like a, like a disney world or something like, they're like we are not going to yeah. start the show until everyone stands up and moves into the center <laughs> <laughs> and it's like everyone's all like oh come uh, on you're forced to me to get up i want to have a seat for my popcorn come yeah. on man yeah. <laughs> like be nice and let other people People sit right. just because they came two minutes pr- after mm-hmm. you. They still came in the time given. Like, come on, guys. Anyway, yeah. So I think that that was the issue there. But um, uh, but but the point is, everybody was super helpful, and that's one really good thing about um one of the many good things about our community is everyone helps out, right? Like, every, you guys are always helping me out. We're helping everyone out mm-hmm. with all kinds of different things. Whatever the event is, wherever we're at, we're all just a big team, a big community fellowship friends family all that stuff all the different labels you want to give it we're always just here to help each other out and it's 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 a really good thing to see and and everyone that becomes a part of that just kind of becomes a part of it it's like they drink the kool-aid or whatever you know and they're just like they're just there helping out you know like pay repeat you know it's like all right well i'm just gonna put some tables out and get some chairs you know you you don't it like i don't know how it is across the country but like whenever we all get together it's never you never see fights break out and we're some of us are pretty rowdy (laughs) (laughs) and some of us are opinionated in certain ways and other things and but you never see us going at each other like it's like always still a brotherhood of you know hey you cheated me out of this or you know get out of my territory it's not it never even gets to that you know yeah and almost everybody seems to even if they're not on the stage you know right they are willing to help other people fix whatever it might be it's like you know there was a a table that was sitting ahead of us Mm -hmm. and they were talking about certain things and 
they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're having problems with this. And then the one guy's telling them like, oh, hey, you know, you could try doing this type of marketing. And it it's really helped our business. So everybody's still sharing, even though technically we're all competitors in some way. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, people aren't afraid of giving away the secret sauce. Right. Well, and I think those people that would be rowdy or those are like the haters and they don't come to these kind of That's things because they know they would be pummeled and left right. to die somewhere in a corner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not, not, not yeah. physically. Not, I mean, not like literally, oh. but you know, they would just be publicly no, shamed they, and they, just they, be awful. They'd be in a corner. They, they might be bleeding a little. <laughs> bleeding I, I don't know. I'm not condoning they, they violence. stick out like a sore throat. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because everybody else is community. Right. Correct. And then if you got, you'd be like, look at the, who's, look at this guy. He's definitely a hater. Get out of here and just kind of <laughs> shuffle him out. To, uh, please escort him out. You know, like that kind of deal. But Paul, you've talked to a lot of people at the show over the last three years. Uh, what, what has been your takeaways or I guess any evolution you've seen throughout that people talking and going and all that? Two things. I, th I think a hunger for the X's and O's, like pe people, the questions that people ask me, it's like, that's a really intelligent question. You know what I mean? Right. So that's really cool. And I think the elevation of the the quality of people. I mean, we've been friends for a while and you know, you, you guys, I, I respect you guys and things um, of that nature. The people that are starting to come up to me, they're like, you know, Jeremiah Jennings isn't here this week, but he's an example. I was like, man, this is a quality young man. Right. And, and there's so many people like that. That's just like, man, this is a, this is a great human being. And, yeah. and they're in this industry wanting to own these businesses. And a lot in, of these in the guys, community too. Yeah, a lot of these guys bring in their wives. You know, I, I met so many wives today and they're like, you know, thank you so much for your podcast. And, uh, you know, my husband, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, wow, it's like, uh, uh, it's, it's just really cool. The, uh, the industry is being elevated yes. one LAL at a time, one GIE at a time, one podcast episode at a time. It's, um, you know, whereas 10, 15 years ago, it was the guy with the black and mild, his boxers hanging out. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got those in your town. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. 100%. And that's, you know, I remember talking to Blake with B&B Lawn Care about this in the early days of YouTube. I remember saying to him when we first kind of met in person and we somehow were talking about this and how like he's like very fashionable, wants to look professional, mm -hmm. branded. He's always been about that gym shorts and all, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, but he always oh, had the B&B Those gym shorts yeah. are raggy, yeah. man. You gotta get some, got some khakis. But he always had the, you know, the B&B logo. He always had the, you know, everything was branded, you know, and he always kept his mowers clean and his rig clean and, yeah. you know what I mean? He didn't have anything, didn't have black and milds or anything like that, you know what I mean? Like he, you know, but my point is like, he felt like the industry or the mowing guys, you know, be more specific, were getting a bad rap or had a bad rap. And he was like, I don't want to be that. I'm not those, those mowing guys. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm the Blake, lawn, the lawn know? pirates. That's yeah. What I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm trying to like be better than that and like be dressed nice and look clean and be professional, look professional and all that. And I just roll up in some dumpy thing with a cigarette hanging out my mouth mm -hmm. and just bang it out real quick and then leave and screaming across the lawn at somebody. Yeah, right. Swearing uh, at Oh yeah, you know you, you missed yeah, yeah you know Pookie missed something and you're over there screaming at him. Pookie had to make his way there. <laughs> <laughs> Back here at LAL 21, and I have how do you pronounce your name? Cade Ross. Cade, gotcha. Cade Ross. How's it going, Cade? Good. So, what do you think about? 
LAL so far? I love it. It's a big, nice opportunity to meet new people and see it, see the industry growing and just a lot of help here. So this is your first time coming, right? Yes, sir. And uh, what was your main reason for coming here? Uh, to meet everybody and see the industry growing and just to explore because I'm 19 and just want to get more connected and involved. What's your biggest takeaway so far? Oh, uh, um, just meeting everybody. I mean, I really love to meet new people and I just, I love, I don't know, I love it. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, for, before this event started today, uh, I, I talked to someone who I've known from the years of different events, and, and, and he said the same thing, that every year he comes, he meets more people like at this event, and then, then they all sit at a table together. So it's, it's above and beyond just the educational purposes of this event. It's also a big networking event, you know, like as well as like people maybe want to meet Brian or me or whoever, you know what I mean? That they maybe listen to podcasts or whatever, but it's also meeting all of the rest of everyone else that that's here, all the other attendees that may have very similar stories, might even be in the same area as you. So that's, that's definitely um, a value right there of meeting new people here because that's together we can, we can all grow. So uh, sh- shout out your business name and where you, where you're from. Uh, CNG services and we do lawn and landscape and uh, we're from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Shout me out. Uh, I need to connect with more people in my area. Nice. Baton Rouge. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys. Or thank you for sharing, Kate. And uh, I'll catch you later in the show. Hey, guys. I'm back at LAL 21 and I'm here with another attendee, Kyle Blessing. How's it going, Kyle? It's going good. And uh, where did you come from today? On uh, northern New York, about two hours north of Syracuse. Okay. And did you, did you fly or did you drive? I flew. I was going to say that'd be a long hike, um, and this is this is your first time. You were yeah. telling me. Yep. Yeah, this is my first year. Um, it's actually going to come last year, and the last minute, I got a phone call from the county saying that uh, you have to quarantine because you've been in contact with somebody for COVID. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate for sure. Um, but what 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 does this mean to you coming here? Like, why why did you want to come to this event to begin with? Um, I've always been wanting to come to it because it's a good event, but this year especially because uh, over the summer I had a very serious injury. I'd cut my hand and had to have emergency surgery, and now I'm going to have to have another surgery in December. And after that happened, my I just watched my business crumble in front of me because I had no insurance to cover my expenses. I had to take all the money that I had made in the start of the season because this happened in the first week of July. So peak season, you're headed into and take all that money to pay for my expenses the rest of the year because I couldn't make anything. And it just, it means a lot coming here and meeting the people that helped me pull through out of that because I got depressed and my family's had a history of depression and that really just triggered it to go crazy. And I mean... Naylor's podcast, Brian's podcast, Paul's podcast, Caleb's podcast, Corey's, all them, and I'm sure I'm leaving out some. They all just helped me pull through it and realize that this event, that they're, they're all them are there for you. I knew Brian was there for you because I had reached out to him when it happened because I had done coaching calls. But this event, I just realized this whole industry is really there for you in not just this industry, but the whole contracting construction industry all the small businesses they're there for you they 
they don't want to see people fail, make mistakes. So you got to listen to these guys on the podcast when they tell you to go get the coverage on yourself because it, it takes so much stress away and it's not worth not having having a mistake like what happened to me happen because it, it'll fall apart before you know it. Yeah, wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I know you went into great detail with that um, on the Green Industry Podcast with Paul. So um, definitely, guys, you can go over to the Green Industry Podcast and check out the full story there where Kyle shares all of the details. So thank you, Kyle, for sharing that. And I'll see you uh, throughout the rest of the show. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely go there and check it out. And I honestly think it'll definitely change your mind if you're being one of the knuckleheads like I was. But we were talking about that and I and I agreed and I said to him, well, hopefully our community will get strong enough and big enough that we can elevate the whole industry from within. And that's what I think we're starting to see. So, uh, you know, we, we I think are the are the strongest of the bunch because anyone that's not a part of the online community and, you know, meaning social media and technology and all that are the ones that are just on the outside. They don't see the importance of any of that. A lot of them are older, maybe in thinking, maybe actually age-wise. Maybe they've been in the industry since the beginning of time and they just, you know, they don't think it's necessary to change. It's hard to change, all that kind of stuff. And that's that's fine. People are who they are and they're, they're, they're you know, those people are retiring. And, and, and the key is the new people that are going to be ushering in the new generation of the industry, the growth of the industry is these young kids that are watching right. all of our content, listening that's to That's another it. thing. I'm, I'm talking to these kids. I'm like, kid 15, 16, I mean, young kids are here. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It's, but see, that's the good thing. It's like not all is lost where, you know, depending on how you look at life, you see, you hear about, oh, nobody wants to work and nobody wants this. It's like, wait a second. You've got these younger guys that are hungry. It's not, they're not extinct. It's not like all young people are lazy or they're just, or they're just too, you know, I want to air quotes soft or anything. There's still that grit in people, in Americans, that they're wanting to improve themselves by fighting for whatever it may be, you know, like just to to get a business going. And who knows, they may not stay in the green industry. They may only start there and then realize, you know what, I got to pivot. And guess what? I started this business here and you know what? I made money. I have that entrepreneur, you know, they don't, they're not saying this. They're uh, like, oh, I got the entrepreneurial spirit in me, but they could move on to a different type of business and use this as a, like a stepping stone. It's, you know, that's going to happen with our industry. People come in, people come out. But the thing that I really get excited about is seeing the passion that they have and being able to turn it into something else. And one other thing I wanted to add that I've noticed is like we, we developed friendships, you know, but 2015, 16, mm-hmm. 17, yep. Yep. We, we really started to bond and, and talk shop because we were all in different states. It's like, well, tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. It was awesome. And I'm watching that form again. There's a guy named Ben Naiman from Alabama, and he's friends with Lamont from North Carolina right. and, and James Shields from Tennessee and then the um, Amigos from Alabama. And they all have like their little network. You, know, you could tell they're real close and tight. And it's like. You know, these clusters, you know, uh, Josh Sutton and, and, and 
the next wave. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's good when you're in a group, you know, five, six, seven, eight guys. And, and I met a guy today uh, from Kansas city and he's like, yeah, I'm in this um, mastermind group with Kyle parks from Maryland. And, and you know, they're, I, I lose track. I can't keep track of who, mm-hmm. who's what, but people are, are developing these friendships where they're ironing, sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- so that's happening within the, community in a small but then the whole thing together it's just like it really is elevating it it's really cool i i agree so just switching gears here a little bit one one thing that i did want to actually touch upon being the 100th episode and it's been exactly one year um probably close to the actual date i want to just recap uh where you guys have have been in the last year like any changes to your business your life if you you know any new endeavors anything like that uh we'll we'll start with the pace yeah i i uh i think last time we were talking about me switching over to you know doing fertilization and weed control um so i just wrapped up my second season doing it on my own fourth season in total you know spraying doing fur fur and squirt and um yeah it went really well um i work with a good network of landscapers and um you know they you know we respect each other they know that you know i do fur and weed control they do the maintenance so i they'll take me bring me to certain properties and you know just in the the neighborhoods you know it it, it just takes time you know when you first start uh, landscape business, you know, not everybody knows about you. So, you know, as it's been a couple of seasons now that I'm doing it on my own, it's starting, you know, the snowball starting to roll and it's just been, uh, it's been a, it's been a good time. It's been a good time. And, um, I really like what I do. It's, you know, a different pace. Um, I still love, you know, doing the mowing and the maintenance, but, you know, do, you know, now that this pivot's kind of you know set in place it's like you know i'm doing i feel like i'm doing the right thing so yeah is has there been anything that caught you by surprise or any you know during that process um as far as like the actual uh industry of like of fertilizer and weed control no it's more more of just like the i guess the economic impacts right now you know just trying to figure that out because it's 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 stuff that's never happened before you know so you know dealing with suppliers with fertilizer you know you know this next year going into 2022 you know you hear you know you know some products have gone up 15 20 percent and you got to figure that out you know so that's so those are things that i i know that's not a uh you know, every couple of year thing, this is kind of, I feel like that right now, what, what this will be is kind of like a decade a or two. A, yeah, yeah. It's you like know, a once it, in a lifetime type deal. Right. Yeah. So th- I guess that's the only thing that really caught me off guard. Um, you know, with the, with the state of Michigan, it's hard to get that business pesticide license. So um, rightfully so with the education, I feel like a lot of the things in there prepare you for, you know, what you're going to go through and um, you know, just it's it's just cool being out there every day every 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 time every round of applications you know i'm getting better um getting better communication with my clients so they know what to expect you know it's not just me going there putting fertilizer down leaving you know they're asking how they can do better with their mowing practices and their watering and you know and it's just full circle so yeah you know uh this year would be like the last year of you know a little bit of maintenance i was holding on to you know i sold sold uh some of my last 
grass like mowers and you know lawn equipment you know so that's kind of bittersweet feeling but um no i'm really i'm really excited and happy to keep you know growing each year with this side of the business nice Bajak, what are sorry, you for that one? I'm sorry. I know this. The, the almonds just walked in, and Caleb just died on the floor. Oh yeah, he passed out over there. <laughs> uh, he might have passed away. <laughs> At least get him uh, on the bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a bed. Yeah. Lay, there's a bed there. Well, sometimes this people like Fairfield the floor because yeah. it feels better. Oh. <laughs> the hard floor feels better. It's all good. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I know okay. we're. That's a weird pivot, but anyway, that's fine. Uh, you know, from last year, similar to to Joe. You know, we're we're reducing the amount of maintenance and we're doing more fertilization, weed control. Uh, but the biggest thing for me this year has just been more mentoring and consulting and, and coaching that I've been doing, and it's been great. You know, because I could utilize the other skills set that I have to not only help my family, uh, you know, earn more money and things like that, but I could help other people learn and get them through those hard times and those struggles. Um, you know, with my budgets, break even the bottom lines workshop, I do a yard book workshop where it's tutorials. And then also just, you know, taking some young guys under my wing help. Uh, I helped a few people get their pesticide license this year because they were interested in doing it. And I was like the guy that helped keep them accountable and get them the right, you know, get them the study guides and things like that so that they could pass their tests. Mm. So, where, where can people find more information about that page? If they wanted to reach out to you for that, the green industry podcast.com and, uh, Paul checks James. in the mail, Rook. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> or under the grill. Or something. Yeah, the, the the checks in the grill. Don't yeah. don't don't barbecue some chicken. Today, okay? oh, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> so the Green Industry Podcast dot com. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm under the coaching section, along with Paul's coaching options and. I think it's going to work out as a pretty good, uh, it's been working out selling, pretty well. Selling like hotcakes. Uh, yeah. Selling like hotcakes. It's really cool. It's, That's good. That's good to hear because you have a lot of great things to offer, Payjack. So I'm, I'm good to hear. I'm glad you. to hear it. Appreciate that. Hub, last but not least at all, um, what you got going on? Doing the same thing. Added um, a lot more full maintenance accounts, um, a lot more landscape. Um, implemented some new employees this year. Um, He's got a rock star with him. Delegated. Nice. Um a lot this year. Um, this was the first time I'm actually in my 10 years in business this year. So for the first time in 10 years, I can happily say that uh, my crew took care of everything while I was on vacation. So that's a proud moment in my yeah. career that uh, I was fortunate enough to um, go on vacation with my family and spend that needed time away from my crew and know that, uh, I could trust them and they got everything accomplished and done as needed. That's great. That no is phone great calls, news. no complaints, no emails. Yeah. So that's, that's good to uh, hear. You know, one of the things that I'm looking forward for 2022 and uh, probably looking for some new recruits for next year. I'm expanding a little bit more into um, the landscape renovation side and uh, kind of upselling clients on that and um, continue with the full on full service maintenance. So nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's good to hear. I, I've kind of 
maybe alluded to this somewhere, but not really on the podcast, but, uh, I, um, one of my part-time employees came back full-time. So good old Dale. Dale Carter. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he took care of everything while I was on vacation with my wife last week. So that was, <clears throat> and he, yeah, I kind of started him off at GIE. So I worked with them all on Monday, mm-hmm. had the whole plan set in motion for like, for the next two weeks after that. But like he was able to contact me and I would check in with him during GIE because I was still in the country. Mm-hmm. So that was a good like warm up week. And I had an emergency contact. One of my local, uh, Charles stepping stone landscaping, Paul knows him. Um, uh, just in case like, you know, something really did hit the fan, you know, they broke a window or something right. that, you know what I mean? Like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? Like, and I'm not there to help them with that, like that. But so that n- never had to happen, fortunately. But so that was, that was a deal. So it, it's a good feeling is my point. Yeah. I, I know. I mind. know. Yeah. I you know. It's something that we, is, is very elusive and something I've been looking for for a while and was a, a huge relief. Not that I wanted to just start going on vacations, but I just wanted to start having that better leadership, you know, working with me, you know, I just wanted to have a stronger team, you know, he just knows what to do. So it's just, you know, I just gave him his own, we just got him his own password for, uh, for storage. And, you know, he met all the storage people because before he's using my code and it's just like more official. He's like, can I park behind your trailer? It's like, absolutely, man, but I'm gonna give you your own code. So they know when you're coming Mm -hmm. and going and all this stuff. And so it's, it's, we're getting there. It's good. You know, who knows how long that'll last. I don't know, but you know, he, he seems, he seems good to go. I'm paying him salary giving them, you know, the non-health and medical benefits, like, you know, paid time off, things like that. Just really factored in so many things from so many of my peers and mentors over this crazy season that all of us have had in different shapes and forms and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, really good, good times. Good to hear all that. Um, Paul, what, what uh, I know you've been talking a lot about on Green Street Podcast, but you, let's let them hear it here first on episode 100. What's the newest thing you got going on? Yeah, so it's a goal, it's a guided goal tracking journal. It's called The Diligent Shall Prosper, and it's 90 days. And each day starts out with a proverb, so you can write, uh, well, it's actually 90 ones that I selected. And then right underneath that, it says, today I'm thankful for, and it gives you three spots. So you can write down what you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. So you start your day off with gratitude rather than being Deb the Downer, Nancy Negative. Yeah. There's some, so it's like a devotional. And then after that, it says today's goals and it says one, two, three. And Amazon uh, hooked me up with a hardcover. Yeah, it's book. a, it's so a it's, handsome looking it's book. It's a um, laminate hardcover, like it's very durable. Right. So you can write in it. Meant and to be only, used and yeah, not fall It's apart. only offered yeah. in hardcover, no paperback, no, no, nothing. So, um, it's called the diligent shall prosper. It's a, it's a journal to help you crush your goals. So the day one, you write down what you're thankful for. You write down your goals, you can journal whatever, and then you do day two. And if you can consistently stick with your goals for three months, you can really gain some traction. So, um, thanks to Mr. Producer. He really helped pioneer the project with me. And of course, Amazon, um, you know, giving the hardcover really is uh, a cool opportunity. So, yeah. And, and you can, Find all that out on the Green Industry Podcast, right? You can dot com, you can or Amazon for the book. But I mean, all everything you got going on is on yeah, greenindustrypodcast dot com. Yep. So yep, and um, and also again, you'll hear you guys listening to the LCR Media Podcast. We'll hear here first. Uh, again, we don't know the exact amount yet. I'm working with uh, with Paul behind the scenes on that, but I will be buying a, a certain a specific amount of guides to uh, give away to uh, to the community. Um, so it'll help. 
Paul as well as help the community. So that's what it's all about. So you heard it here first. So stay tuned for more details on that. Hopefully we get them in time for some good Christmas gifts for some folks so they can really hit the ground running for uh, 2022 or 22. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's another story for another podcast. But uh, Joe, where can anyone follow you if they want to just follow along your story and maybe get a hold of you with, if they want to transition into FERT? Yeah, my... Uh uh, Instagram is at Beppe's Lawn Care, B-E-P-P-E-S Lawn Care. That's on Instagram. Um, I don't post on there too much, but uh, if you follow me on there or, or you know, send me a message or something, I engage with you on there. Got any questions about fertilizer, weed control, cool season up in the north there in Michigan. So I can help you out if you have any questions. Nice. Hub? You can find me on Instagram at duh underscore hub and <laughs> Hub Landscape or John Hubisek on Facebook. And Payjack, I know we said the greenindustrypodcast.com for your, your your training and everything, but anything else you got? We're rebranding some things. So okay. when they come out, the, be, the best best thing is the to best go on Green Industry Podcast. Green Industry Podcast. Com. Com. Big right news now. coming in two two. Exactly. <laughs> there there's something big coming down the pipe. So keep keep an eye on the website. I think Paul and I are going to surprise you with something. Nice. Shock you. Maybe yeah. we'll have Payjack back on the show. You know to uh, to talk about it. And then in the near future. So. Congrats on Sounds the book, good. Paul. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Well, this is wrapping up episode 100, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on. And it's been quite the journey. And here's to the next 100 episodes. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.